money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I think I'm ready to talk money. It's January. It's January. We're supposed to talk money on the radio show, so... This is the show mm. where we talk about the hard issues around money. And yes. so, yeah, we kind of should be ready because those people that have specifically tuned in want to hear you talk about money. Oh, yes. Well, you know what? I'm going to... Can I just start because it's the new year with a confession? Okay, So, sure. like, if... You know, I'm not going to be pretend. I always tell people that they have to face it and be honest and stuff. So, mm-hmm. as you know, I lost my mom yes. a couple months ago. So, today is a bit of a heavy, I'm feeling a little heavy. So, um, but we're going to talk money regardless because God is still on his throne. And and I find it an interesting topic we're actually going to talk about, about um, continuing discussion we had Um with Lynn Fraser last week about kingdom investing, because if anything uh, struck me over the last months of my mom's life is that uh, you can't take it with you. Mm -hmm. And uh, what are we investing in? What legacy did my mom leave us as a family? How did she invest in the kingdom of God and invest in us as her kids and her grandkids and all that? So, you might hear a bit of my mom's story today. I'm not sure what will happen, but yeah. So I'm just being honest out there. I'm grieving and it's part of part of life. And I haven't told anybody that on the air yet, but I, here I am telling you this morning. So so I, I had to get that out so that now I'm ready to talk money, honey. Now you're, now you're ready to talk money. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, and, and you know, uh, this is one of the things that, uh, in a sense, I love about... Uh, what we do and how how we do what we do on on the podcast here is is just it's real life right um you know i i think in person reb and i have said thousands of times you know we don't have all the answers we're just like you we have a single income family with five kids and you know and yes reb's mom passed away and and you know that does affect all kinds of things and it affects finances as well it does affect finances mm-hmm. and and how do you i mean we're not going to talk about that specifically today but how do you deal with finances when you're grieving that might be a good yeah. topic Or when you're suffering any kind of loss, right? right? Yeah, Um, yeah, and I don't mean just grieving over another show. I know we can't do that one today. Okay, we'll do that this spring, maybe. (laughs) Anyway, that's the kind of morning I'm having, so I'm just putting that out there. So uh, I I will move on because the Lord is kind to me. But um, and I'll reference uh, if you didn't hear the show with Lynn Fraser um, last week, then then for sure I wouldn't say this is a part two, but certainly uh, it continues the conversation. Conversation. It prompted yeah. further discussion on, on what we're going to have this morning. Lynn's, yeah. Lynn's not here, but uh, again, more than enough.ca, chri.ca. Th- that, those are the places where you can find the podcast. Chri has the new uh, app on the on their. Uh, oh yeah, on, on their the app. phone on your uh, on your mobile mobile app. device. There yes, we go. Yes, if mobile you have device. chri on your mobile device, then we're 
you click on the replay button at the bottom of their screen and yeah. away and you'll find a whole bunch of shows all of the shows that chri plays are listed there so so that's new and improved and and they've upgraded their website as well so stop by there and just navigate that there's lots of great content um there of course if you're listening to us on your own podcasting platform then great share rate we love to to have that and and uh we, yeah, we want to thank you for listening to us and absolutely. continue to support us. So on to the topic of the day, though. Mm-hmm. So we want to talk further about kingdom investing. And what is Lynn Fraser shared her story about um, how she went from working and owning more than enough financial and then moving on into a calling that she has to help people in human trafficking. And you can listen to the story there. But she talked about, you know, joining God, joining others uh, on their journey and how to invest in the kingdom. And I guess we're going to dig into that a little bit more. Um, and I'm going to read. Because ma- it, did, it did spark before you yeah. read. It did spark. Like, what, what the heck what, is What that? is like, kingdom like, investing? What, what is it? It sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, is it, is it tithing? Is it, is it giving? Is it, you know, burnt sacrifice? Or, you know, like, from the Old Testament, like? what does it look you know, like? You know? So we're going to dig into it a little bit. And I don't even, sometimes when I read scripture from... Jesus and his parables. I he says the kingdom of God is like the kingdom of God is like and the kingdom of God is like and I feel like uh you know we can try and define it but it's also a great mystery to me still in my head. Mm-hmm. Like what what is it? It's not a five point plan. This is how you kingdom invest. And we're going to go there. But before we go there, okay, because we're already flipping into it as as I'm running away in my spaghetti brain this morning. Matthew 6, I think we talked about last week a little bit. Don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart is also. If you don't know what... Um, rust and moth destroy um, we could probably come up with a list for you if you don't know what those treasures are that thieves will break in and steal so if you think of your home and you think of all the stuff and they say that in history um, at least in North America, we have. I just read a stat today on a, a minimalist blog that said we have never owned more things than we do now, and we have bigger homes now, and we're still renting storage units. So it is fairly obvious, even in my own life. You know, maybe David and I don't buy a lot of things new, but we get a lot of stuff in our house given to us. There's just stuff in our home, yeah. and um. And trying to purge it, it's like a continual purging because stuff comes in and stuff needs to leave because it's taking up space. And I'm thinking, man, that is where rust and moth destroy and thieves break in and steal. And, and you know, to, to just kind of go a little bit off to the left here, the, the idea that we spend all kinds of time and energy and money on that stuff. And when we do, then we don't have time or energy or money for maybe some stuff that God wants us Us to to do. do. Right. Right. So, and and, you know, uh, I got to go back because I take great encouragement, Reb, in the fact that the disciples 
like we're in Jesus' presence for three years. And like we get we get the gospels and that's pretty good, right? But you know, he said, I'm sure a million times more the kingdom of heaven is like, and then he would explain it yes. to us. And we don't know all of that stuff. But at the end when the Acts starts, right? And, and the we book start of Acts. Yeah, where the book of Acts starts and the disciples are on their own, Jesus says, Listen, you still haven't got it. So you have to wait for the Holy Spirit because, you know, if you guys try and, and, and launch out on any kind of kingdom, ministry, whatever you want to call it, that- you're going you're gonna to fall flat on your face because you don't have the Spirit of God to give you wisdom, to, get, to, to, to teach you what it means that the kingdom of God is like. Wow. Your job is to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. Like, you know, Jesus said that's, that's part of your job. But he also said, you know what, you can't do it with the Holy Spirit. So I want to kind of give this little disclaimer that as we talk about it and as we look at different scriptures, um, really be asking the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom. Really be asking, the, acknowledging the power of the Holy Spirit to say, listen, I can't even understand the words of Jesus. I can't understand the gospel message. I can't understand the words of Paul uh, mm-hmm. without the Holy Spirit actually giving me insight. Um, and then just rest in that. One of the, I think, the cool things about what, look, seeing what happens to the disciples is, is that God uses each of them individually and sends them off to different places, and they all have kind of different flavors um, in their ministry and what they did. And that's exactly like it's, you know, I can't look at you, Reb, and say, okay, we're going to be exactly the same. And, and we're married and we're in, the, in this thing together. Yes. And yet you have a different flavor and the Holy Spirit flows through you differently than he does me. And that's good. That's well, the way it should be. I'm just, I mean, as you're talking, so, so you know out there when you're listening to us, sometimes we have really good notes and sometimes we follow and we have a little plan. <laughs> Other times, like this morning, we have a gist of where we're going, but I did not know you were going to go there with the Holy Spirit, but that is so exact. I, I love that, that God, that Jesus did not leave us alone without help. He, in fact, said, if I don't go, the Holy Spirit can't come. And the Holy Spirit comes, but it reminds me of something else. It reminds me of other verses that I, I just flipped. I have my Bible here this morning. And Ephesians um, 6, verse uh, 7 says, don't be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows, he will also reap. Now we take that verse off and, and plunk it in other places. But what is cool about this verse is the next ses- section says, for he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. Mm-hmm. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we will reap a harvest if we don't lose heart. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes we take that verse out and we say, well, keep doing the good works. But in the context of those three verses, he's saying, don't lose heart and sowing to your spirit. And in the context of our discussion this morning and what you brought up about the Holy Spirit, that they waited on the Holy Spirit to come because we we're so needing the Holy Spirit to direct us in even our financial decisions in our kingdom investing. And, and that answer, in a sense, speaks to the question. I mean, the question we asked after we, we, we got out of the conversation with Lynn was, so what is kingdom investing? Like, 
we need to we need to define that we we kind of need to mull that and around and did, that's our conversation today and she did define it and she um uh you'll have to go back and listen because the notes i wrote on that i i re-listened to it and the notes i wrote i left at home but um she does have her own definition of kingdom investing but what we want to look at today is what does scripture say and what we just learned here don't sow to your flesh because right. the fruit of that is corruption which goes to the matthew 6 verse if you store for yourself treasure on earth it's moth rot we know that we have alarm systems so that thieves don't break in and steal i mean for heaven's sakes i pulled out a wool sweater and what there were holes in it because i didn't have mothballs and moths had eaten holes in my wool sweater yes that's what happens but he says it was that nasty christmas sweater wasn't it no it wasn't it was no it was a nice sorry just threw that in no it was a nice sweater anyway but going back and and i'm gonna bring you so you, you you talked about the ephesians verse and of course I'm thinking about the verses in in Corinthians, which essentially talk about the same kind of thing. What are we investing in? And Paul specifically in Corinthians, he is talking about the the what are you investing in in a foundation? And again, that's um, that's from Corinthians chapter thirteen. I think it's Corinthians chapter. No, it's 13. First Corinthians three. Oh, sorry, yep, First Corinthians chapter three. Um, and it's verses 13, 14, and then we go on kind of middle of there. And, and Paul is just saying, listen, you know, pay attention. What are you building on? And what, what are you, you, you yeah, know, we have laid the foundation with? of faith. We've, we've laid the foundation of Jesus Christ. And he's saying, now other people are going to build on that foundation and you're going to build. And again, this is kind of connecting that kingdom investing piece, how we define it, what, what we're looking at it from a different angle. And Paul's saying here, listen, you can invest all kinds of wood, hay, stubble, precious stones. But there is going to be a test of fire, and, and he says, and stuff is going to get burned up. So if I spend all of my, and we're, going, we're talking about money, if I spend all of my money on the stuff in my house, well, that's wood and hay. I mean, you know, when it comes to it, that doesn't have a whole lot of value for eternity, Right. No, and, and I and if we look at it, so if we say, well, what do you do to invest in the kingdom? First off, what we're even discovering here is that you invest in your relationship with God because you can't know. Uh, you can. You, you got to read His Word. You got to spend time with Him, and and we're like maybe a you know oh they're saying the same thing over <laughs> and over again. But he is the investment. He, you know, sow to your spirit and don't grow weary in sowing to your spirit. So how do you sow to your spirit? Will you feed on him? You spend time with him. You talk to him. You ask him what he thinks of different things happening in your life. You go for a walk and, and give glory to him. Start understanding that he is good. Start seeing how he has made the world and all that's in it. Reflect on, on the sacrifice of Jesus mm-hmm. and what the that means because as you ref- like I'm I'm so convinced for 2020 that if we as his people reflect on his goodness and reflect on the sacrifice the death the suffering and the resurrection of Jesus Christ we will have a greater understanding of what our finances should look like because he is going to show us he's going to give us that revelation mm-hmm. 
And I, I'm just, I'm just convinced of it in my heart because we're not, we, we don't want to keep sowing to the flesh. So, so we're running a frazzled life. We do this and we do that, but we're not setting apart time to sow to our spirit and our relationship with him so we can hear the spirit talking to us. Okay. And I, and I want to pause you there because what you just said, I think is, is, is worth saying again. You know, when it comes to money and it comes to investing in kingdom whatever, then we typically, at least maybe I'm just talking about me, but we're looking for a formula. We're looking for, okay, is it 10% or Lord, you know, this person, are they going to spend the money correctly? I should do some due diligence into what I, you know, and, and, and I agree to those things from a, from an investment standpoint, but also if Jesus says, Dave, I want you to give $200 to your neighbor, and you're like, well, does he have a need? Like, should I, you know, what if he spends it on and you you hand know, him porn a, or and something? You, like, you know, or like, you put, well, I, I mean. You know, yeah. all of those things. And, and it goes, but wait a minute. And this is my point is it's not about a formula. It's about a relationship with Christ, that foundation. And so saying, listen, if, if Christ says, that you have to spend the the or you have to invest or you have to um, use money. Um, I am and, and I don't think Jesus at all ever, at all ever, um, wants us to do that blindly. He wants the conversation. He wants us to ask. Okay, so how do I do that? When do I do that? Um, you know, you mean if, I, you, if the Lord speaks to you and says, I want you to give to your neighbor and you're like, that doesn't make any sense because they have this, this, and this, and this, or maybe they I don't have really, the money, like, or maybe I like, don't <laughs> have the money or uh, there's a lot of excuses or things or reasons. Lord, if I so do you're, that, you're, I won't have money for groceries for my family. Right. Uh, that's a good question. It is uh, a I good mean, question. That's, that's a good response to the father to go, wait a minute, like I've, I, I see a need in my neighbor and, and I hear Dave and Reb and I see in the scriptures and, and my heart tells me that I need to meet the need of my neighbor because that's kingdom investing. Right. Okay, perfect. But again, so many times in uh, that we can read through scripture, we have to go, well, ask the second question. Not, not because you're trying to get out of it, because you want some clarity. So the Lord often tells us, and you and I have experienced that, that he gives us or he tells us something well in advance mm-hmm. of when the action actually happens. Yes. Yeah. And, and sometimes we, we sit on it too long because we're scared or we don't understand or whatever. And then we feel that, oh my, there's all of a sudden this pressure that I need to go do this now. So I have, but I have an example of that I where we, rec- we have received, we've received, been recipients of an investment of, yeah. it was $500 and it was in a season where no one else would have known we had a need and yeah. we were short for our mortgage. And a friend of ours had, in January, had sensed that God was wanting her to give us uh, $500. And she didn't, she never put it in the mail. She didn't put it. So one day, two months later, she drove with the check in her hand to our house and said, I was supposed to give this to you a couple months ago. And actually, I said, no, actually, today's the day we needed it most because our mortgage is due tomorrow and we're short. And it was in a season of our income was lower and we were still trying to figure out, you know, how to trust God on our own financial journey and how do we do that 
and and serve him in kingdom purposes and how do we do this you say not to take anything with you but to obey you in some cases so we're trying to obey you on one hand and we're trying to figure that out in our finances but then this woman comes in and she had been shown by god to give us money but it wasn't when she thought and she actually didn't release it until the very day we had the most need and that and I, I, that's probably god's grace because if we had got it two months in advance who knows what I would have spent it on. Right? I, and, and did she understand what we needed it for? No. She was in relationship with the Holy Spirit. She was walking in obedience and doing what he asked. And I know that some of you are listening to these stories and you like to know if I give my 10%, that's good. You might not even believe that God speaks to you today. But if you are are out and about and you hear a story of somebody who has a need, maybe it's your neighbor, maybe it's your niece or nephew, maybe it's a relative and you know they don't have groceries, but your heart is tugged to help them. You know what? Ask, just ask and see if maybe a grocery cards it. Maybe not, but sometimes as Christians, we feel like we have to give a questionnaire or a fill out form. Please, I will help you if you have all the correct boxes ticked, if you're not going to use it on drugs, alcohol, you know, any of those things. And you know what? There is due diligence. We're not saying that give to charity just haphazardly, but see where God is 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 pulling your heart because you have passions inside of you. You have concerns. You have see needs around you and follow your heart a little bit in those things and find out what charities help people in that kind of distress. But this is why the kingdom of God is like it, 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 we're not telling you it comes with five rules to follow. It's a relationship with the Lord, which is why we started, why God wanted us to start with, so to your spirit, mm-hmm. so to relationship with the Lord, so that you know what he is asking you to do. And I think that's, that, that is something that we can grab a hold of, and that, that can be really tangible, because the reality is, is I know what I'm sowing to, to, to my flesh. Right, I know. So, yeah, I, I, I know when, you know, whether it's me giving money away and I'm feeling all proud about it, all that, right? Exactly. Yeah. Or whether it's it's just, hey, um, you know, I'm tired today and I want to go get a Starbucks instead of. And I'm not saying Starbucks is bad, but I'm sowing to my flesh and I spend the five bucks on that. When I go, you know what? Um, I didn't really need to do that. Again, that's just a small example. And but that comes again out of relationship. We're, we're not saying any like Starbucks is wrong or, you know, but having Christ do, is right. But Christ <laughs> is and he knows and he knows the need of your neighbor when nobody else does. And it's not something you that you go blowing a horn about. It is something between you and him and you do because he's asked in your obedience. And one of the things we did talk about, I know our time goes so fast, but we talked about kingdom investing really bottom line is people. When I looked at my mom um, in the last three months of her life and she couldn't speak, she was in a hospital bed, we were taking care of her and all she, she could give us was just being there. She had invested her whole life in teaching, training. She'd helped people. She had fed people. She gave money. She taught us of the ways of Christ. She pulled us back always to, to Jesus. She invested in us. She did, but the investment was love. It was care. It was pointing us to Jesus. It was saying, you know, she said to me once, when you're old and 
And you won't remember those days when you didn't have money for groceries. You're not going to think about all the hundred times you had to put food back on the shelf because you didn't have enough money. That's not... That's not what you'll remember. Mm. And my mom didn't give me tons and tons of advice, but she said that to me once and I've never forgotten it. And when I saw her lying there, I thought, what is left? Mm -hmm. What is left is her legacy of love Mm -hmm. that she has given to us and people around her every day. Did she do it perfectly? No. But that's what's left. Like, like, Like Egypt... We're trying to accumulate all this stuff, so we think for we. I, I know we know we can't take it with us, mm-hmm. but we are acting like we can. Yeah, and yeah. over the years, Ooh, there's had, an honest one. Uh, just confront that one. Say that again. I don't know what did I say. I you day. said we know that we can't take it with us, but we're acting. Like we yes. can. Oh, yeah. And that's like, ooh, that one just kind of smacks you in the face when you look around the house or you, and you're going, yeah, we're, we're building up all of this stuff so that I can, you know, live comfortably in those golden years of my life. And, and again, we're, I'm, I'm not saying that we don't need to look forward. And what I am doing is saying is, is that we look, need to look to Jesus for those, for those as well. And so saying, okay, what does kingdom invest in, investing look like? Well, it's investing in our time with God. It's investing in people. And you always say there's resources, there's our time, there's our finances, there's opportunity and relationships. All of those are places where we invest um, mm-hmm. with God and with others. And what does it come down to? Loving God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving our neighbor as ourselves and and our enemies will throw that in there. And, and being and being honest with myself, in, in the sense of saying, "Oh my, if I look at my bank account," and this is the practical part as we come to the end of the show. If I look at my bank account and I see that a vast majority of the the money that's spent is spent on temporal stuff, then start to change it. Um, it you know, it doesn't have to be okay. We're going to ditch everything. We're going to give all our money away, and we're going to you know. I don't know, trust Jesus to, to, if that's what God's asking you, that's what he asked the rich young ruler. The, the reality is, is when you look at your bank account, you can certainly get a good indication of what, what are we investing in that, that's, that's about relationship. That's about this idea of it's kingdom. It's eternal. It's being, it's going to be, and being in community, right? It's going to last. It's going to last because that's moth and, Rust can't destroy what my mom gave me. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, it can't. Yep. The enemy can't take her love. And, 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 it, and Paul said it, and we'll, I guess, end with that. But, you know, neither height nor depth nor principalities nor things present nor things to come can separate us from the love of God. His love is vast, mm-hmm. and that's kingdom. Mm-hmm. Where your treasure is, your heart will be also. So if you have trouble with your treasure of being earthly, start start doing what Dave said. Pick a place, and your heart may will follow mm-hmm. where you're investing. Yeah, or pick a place where you're already heart is soft towards and yes. put some money towards it, right? Yes. Again, it's yes. it's that either or, where my heart is, my treasure is, where my treasure is, my heart will be as well, yes. right? So so let's just uh, let's just pray. Lord, we just thank you uh, for this conversation. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your spirit that gives, uh, really searches out the deep thing and, and gives us some 
insight into how you are at work in the world around us. And so, Lord, we just want to, we just want you to be at work. We thank you for your grace to us when we navigate left and right and we, we walk this way and that way. And Lord, we just thank you that you walk that journey with us, that you don't draw the straight line and say, here I am, I'm on the line and you're way off, but, but you walk with us as we cross that over. And so, Lord, we thank you for all these things and we ask your blessing on it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Wow. Kingdom Investing 2.0, or I'm sure know. the conversation has to go further. I don't know. Listen in, uh, morethanenough.ca, chri.ca, on your favorite podcasting platform, Google Play, TuneIn, iTunes. Uh, we're on all of them. Spotify as well. And, uh, well, Happy New Year uh, again. I'm sure we said that, Alain. And join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.